gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Oh, good lord. Somebody forgot to let the cat out. Tick-tock, alarm clock. Someone broke the coffee pot. Flat tire, Uber driver. Smells like a Budweiser. Late for work again. Holy shit, it's been a Hello and welcome to the Blake and Sal Show with Mark, episode number 438. I'm your host, Blake, and I'm missing the word, people. I'm in a very sippy mood today. I have it up in 315, and I am very, very tired. So this is going to be a very fun, fun show. Um, let me bring on my co-host. First of all, because the podcasting is running a little late, Sal, he is going to be here. He is not missing this week's show. He is just having trouble finding parking, and he'll be here in a few minutes. But um, let's bring on the man with the legend, Mark Dad. How you doing? Hey, look, my T-shirt. Oh, yes, you are, wearing your, you are wearing your Man the Mid Legend T-shirt. That yeah, I hate buy you. <laughs> Doing great. Uh, I'm uh, trying to understand our wonderful Packer team, and I don't think I can understand it right now, but maybe uh, this Sunday will be the uh, game that changes their luck. I, as, um, I just I, I said it right before we came on the show. I, I'm wearing a Packer. I'm wearing a giant shirt. I have a Giants background. I'm enjoying it as well. It lasts. I know it's not going to last a long time. So I'm enjoying it now. You know, um, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. So okay, so um, song short here. But, um, our song opening up the show is is a new Bowling for Soup. I did not know they had a new single. I actually found it on TikTok. This is Hello really? Anxiety, and I'm like, this is a great song. So I figured this is perfect, especially for the week I've been having. This is absolutely perfect. Are they going to release a new CD? What's the CD? I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help myself with that one. I couldn't help myself. There's a better Digital chance of getting, yeah, yeah. chance of getting a vinyl than a CD. You know it is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so as the music fades out, we do have a special guest on the line today. on from the PW Tour, Kelly Wells. Welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Always nice to come out to Okada's music, especially when I get to talk about him today. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would talk about Okada every day. You just want to call me to talk about Okada. I can do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, successfully, successfully leapfrogged Sal. Finally, after uh, after my fifth appearance, it's it's a matter of time before it's the Blake and Kelly show with <laughs> Sal. <laughs> Mark, you know what's funny? I'll say this on the air. I'll do behind the scenes. Like we're doing the show at night, 
because my work schedule this week has been absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> so I cannot do a day show this week. That's why we're doing a show tonight this week. And um, I was like, Sal, um, we'll do a night show. I- I'm not going to do a day show. It should work for you. You get home from work. Usually about half hour before we record. And he did not realize that one of his streets on his... One of the street- oh, here he is. He can explain what's going on. He's actually here. Here he is. Let's bring in... Let's get him into the Zoom call. And he can explain for himself what happened here. His, um, mic- here he is. His camera gets turned on. We can actually... He can explain to us what's going on here today. Let's bring on my other co-host. As um, I was going to introduce him originally, a possible member of the Wyatt Six. The biggest on podcasting. Sal, how you doing? Uh... I'm good. So, yeah, we can't so, see you. We can't see you. Where are you? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I just got home. I need to take off my clothes. So hold on. Hang, hang on. Fair Give enough. A couple minutes. Fair enough. Well, what the hell happened? I was explaining what happened. What the hell happened? So the side street near my house has been closed for almost two weeks. Um, they are replacing the railroad tracks at the railroad crossing because the tracks got so bad that the metal was like starting to like shoot up, and if you drove over certain parts, it would like slap. Are you shit me? Wow. No, it was really bad. So they're finally replacing them. That's a, that's now a, they have that's a forty years. They have all the machines <laughs> parked there, so no one's allowed to park. Because now there's like an extra fifteen cars on my street, and I had to park like almost three blocks away. You know, this sounds like an episode from Seinfeld. I can't. I, well, I know how ridiculous this the tracks are in Garfield, so it, it's. And how, by the way, having tracks down in Garfield is insane because half the town is train. So, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous having tracks down in Garfield. <laughs> the fact that a train hasn't derailed at that intersection, like, surprises me. That's true. Well, let's actually, let's actually start the show then and we'll, we'll, Sal will get settled in and he'll start his camera on when he's ready. Um, help support the show and find all the podcasts. You can find the show and other products we work on at theblakeshousehow.com, Sal. Yeah, you can find our shirts, stickers, hoodies, uh, railroad track replacement tracks, and more <laughs> at our public store. Uh, go to uh, our website uh, and search, or use the link and search the Blake Show. And uh, yeah, stuff. I gotta cool. say, that's pretty impressive for somebody who's never put you in front of him. That's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> By the way, do we have the Blake and Sal Show with Mark? trick-or-treat goodie bags yet no but i'd love one i would love one <laughs> i would love that <laughs> that would be bigger for me than the bucket at mcdonald's like <laughs> i would love that <laughs> by the way sal that when the new tracks come up get a sticker throw it over by there so we can see our logo <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to break. On train. let's go to break we'll come back all right um as always, if you have not picked it up, I know I am. Mandy's book available right now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Orangetap Publishing, available in English and in Spanish. And a little hint, next week, we're going to be a special episode of Puckman Polish talking more about all the events that are going on this summer and an upcoming one for I Know I Am. Don't worry about that later. Kelly, plug away. My name is Kelly Wells. You can find me on social media at Spooky Milk or at SpookyMilk.Games. Uh, I write and host podcasts for Pro Wrestling Torch dot com um pwtorch.com is how you find it and uh i cover nxt uh modern i cover nxt from eight years ago and i often sit in on um i don't know raw dynamite not raw very very often because of my schedule but dynamite uh every now and then i sit in on uh friday night smackdown i sit in on and um just uh just wax on the product that's what i do Nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, I did host the um, a PLE review 
for what was that the last show? Um, that was the last show. Oh we yeah, did, yeah. We got the show it was. We problem was I, we did the show. And I was I was it was been a weird month, but that last last um, Paper Lime event you did the actual lead review that was actually really yeah, cool. Yeah, the one that uh, the one where Bray came back. Yeah, uh, that show Extreme Rules. Rules. Yes, Extreme Rules. Right, there it is. Yeah. It'll come back to me. It was gonna come back to me eventually. <laughs> this is what happened. Yeah, I did host that one. This is what happened. We miss a week of the show. I do an archive show last week. But by the way, um, Tom texted me after last week's archive show. Because last week's archive show was actually a flashback show from the first NXT arrival, a preview, with Zach Zimmerman from ProWrestling.net, formerly from ProWrestling.net, and we did a full breakdown of NXT eight years back. It was really, really cool. I did a plug it by me on that show, and I got a text oh, nice. from Tom, like, thank you so much for plugging him. I'm like, of course I'm going to plug you guys. Why wouldn't I? Like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> so if you didn't hear that last week, go back and listen. It was actually a lot of fun. It's a very short show, but it was still really fun to listen to. So. Cool. And I don't listen back to shows when I post them. And I'm like, I was listening back listening to the show last week after I posted it. So, like, there you go. <laughs> so, while Sal gets his situations, I'm going to hit the wrestling intro and we'll get into things. Did somebody call for the nature boy, Ric Flair, to come on here and say a thing or two? Apparently, you all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. Stop! Listen! Because... 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 I am Lance Catamaran. Motherfucker, I love professional wrestling. You know, it, it just dawned on me that it's funny, two weeks ago, I was driving, and Sal was hosting the show, and now we're waiting on Sal to get his shit situated while we're doing the show. <laughs> we switched roles from the last two of that show. It actually is pretty funny. Karma. So, not karma, it's how things work out. At least Sal's here. He missed that two months, so at least he's here. <laughs> anyway, let's actually start. I have that Roman Reigns contract. What was that, Sal? I have that Roman Reigns contract. Yeah, now. You... I just show up whatever the hell I want. Pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. At least you're not facing Logan Paul. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's start with AEW, actually. Let's start with AEW talking before we get into other things. Um, major thing I do want to bring up, we're not going to get into the full AEW thing, mainly because um, a couple weeks, full year is coming up, and Sal's going to be a full year. So, I am. I'm so excited. Yes, yeah, so him and his boyfriend will be a full year. By the way, Sal, did you hear what I said? You and your boyfriend are going to be a full year. That's the first time I've ever said that on the air. <laughs> I guess we're Flake and Sal show official. Yes, you are. So, but anyway, the big story that came out of this week's show was the MJF William Regal promo battle, which I'm not going to lie. Um, Tuesday night was interesting because Tuesday night, for those who don't know, who are not wrestling fans that listen to the show, I don't think wrestling people do that. Um, that dislike us for some reason. They love us, but don't know wrestling. But um, <laughs> Tuesday night, NXT and Dynamite were head to head, and um, yes. a lot of people, much like myself, are actually we're watching both. And um, I pulled it up because I had my laptop with NXT, and we had AEW on the main TV, so that was fun Tuesday night. But it was the only time during both shows where I actually had to mute NXT and watch AEW was during the Regal MJF segment. It was the only time. Um, yes. Sal, your thoughts on all this? The MJF 
William Regal? Is he a heel? Is it, what the hell is MJF right now? What is he? Like, I'm so confused on what hell MJF is anymore. He's like a hybrid, I think, at this point, and it's working. And I mean, he always catches my attention because, you know, he's MJF, but <laughs> he is, um, he's on fire. I mean, that break that he took, I mean, he put a lot of muscle on. He looks amazing. He's got this great attitude and it's working. And my goodness, the crowd is just behind him as much of an asshole as he is. And my prediction, I'm calling it now, he's going to win, and the crowd is going to go berserk. Wow. Okay, well, okay. we'll get more into that when we get closer to the show. But, Kelly, I mean, you're watching NXT. Have you gone back to watch Dynamite? Uh, I haven't. Um, I, I'll i just be blunt. I think Dynamite, for most of the last six months, has been dead miserable. I think it's Fair a enough. bad show. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. I just... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll drop in... And I'll say, you know, that I'm not mad I spent my time doing that, but um, but I don't know that I need to say it the next time. But I'm very, very interested to see this MJF Regal thing. Of course, I know all about it, and I've heard that I need to see it, so I will be watching it. And uh, since I am, I probably will end up watching the episode. But New Japan's put up a lot of shows in the first half of February here, so I am still... October. Uh, February. <laughs> October. I know it's felt like him right now. You know what, Kelly? Mr. I won't forgive that. I won't forgive that because for those who don't know, if you're in Minnesota, we're in Milwaukee. We felt like it's been February for the last like right. week and a half. So I can completely That's understand true. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mr. By eight months. Um, but yeah, but uh, here in October, my birthday month. Why am I forgetting this? Um, <laughs> here, here in October, uh, there's been a lot of uh, New Japan content, and I'm not even quite caught up on that, although I know all of what's coming. So. Um, so a few matches there, I'm psyched to see too. Well, fair enough, and we'll get to New Japan in a few minutes. I do. I mean, I'm really excited about next Friday's show, so we'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, I don't know. I, I'm interested in this whole MJF thing. I the problem I'm having is I don't know if I want MJF to win the title, even though more than likely he's going to. <laughs> I'm in a weird boat with this one because especially because Mox just resigned, and like he had that extended contract. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Dad, what's your thoughts? I think what they're trying to do, and here's the thing with MJF and Regal, is the information that MJF was talking about was 100% factual. Are you sure, though? Are you 100% sure? The reason I say that, the reason I say that is because I listen to Regal Pockets every week. Mostly factual. I listen to them. Mostly factual. And I think. Go ahead. And reason I'm saying that is because I listen to MJ, I listen to um, William Regal's podcast every week. I love his podcast. It's like okay. literally the only podcast I listen to in the Conrad Thompson universe. It's the only one I listen to. And okay. um, he literally told the story almost verbatim of what MJF said. Not talking about MJF, but like he literally told that story almost verbatim on this week's show that was recorded before it before Dynamite this week. So I'm not really yeah. sure how true that story actually was. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably sure most of it was factual, and I could see it lighting a fire under MJF's butt, and, and for him to kind of hang on to that that period of time in his life. Um, so now you fast forward it, and here you got MJF kind of making a stand, like a line in the sand. Same thing with Regal. It's and 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 Regal even said, "If you want to be the devil, then you got to do it." do it and True. you know he came so close that basically you're looking at now is 
MJF being the baby face. I don't think MJF can be a whole baby face now. You know, the crowd's behind MJF. Before, I would say a year ago, when you mentioned MJF, the crowd is just like booze and everything else. And now, you've got the crowds behind him. It's weird. I have to admit, it's a very strange situation. It's very, very strange. I do want to address one thing, how Dynamite ended this week. And that would be um, Hangman Page. Um, one of, probably one of the scarier endings to a show I've seen in a long time because no one knew what was happening. Um, the injury that happened and ended up just be just being a concussion, which I'm not gonna lie, I've never been happier to see somebody had a concussion ever. I've never been happy <laughs> for somebody because um, it looked terrifying, especially with the pictures and replays we were seeing. Sal, after the show was over, um, happy to say that he does have a concussion. I don't know how long he's gonna be out. Hopefully, he's not out as long as Adam Cole is with his concussion currently. But uh, I just wanted to address that just to say out there, prayers to um, him. I'm glad it's just a concussion. You know, so. I am so happy that it wasn't like a a stinger type of, of injury and, and concussion. But even though, I mean, everyone, because of concussion protocols, and, you know, the system that's in place, are taking all the precautions to make sure that their talent is okay and that they're getting the help that they need. I also want to throw one more thing out there. We'll move on. I do want to talk about other things. Um, I, I can't be the only one that doesn't give a shit about Ring of Honor on AEW TV. I, I don't care. I love Ring of Honor. I love Ring of Honor. I was a huge Ring of Honor fan. Went to a bunch of Ring of Honor shows. I think we've only missed what we only missed what one show in Milwaukee, Dad, in the years yeah. that they came to Milwaukee. We missed one, and it's only because yeah. it was in that weird cross promotion thing they did, and it was at yeah. Pato. It wasn't in our normal location, so we missed right. we missed the show completely because we did we completely forgot about it. But, like, we love Rick of Honor, but Ben Meishi's here. I don't care. I don't care about Jericho winning the belt. I don't care about him beating, beating up people. I'm glad he didn't attack Eric Abani. That would actually probably piss me off or anything else. I love Eric Abani. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just don't care. Sal, what do you think about this whole Rick of Honor thing? Is there too much Rick of Honor going on on AEW TV right now? Do you care about Jericho winning the belt? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I it doesn't really do anything for me, and they need to do something about giving them their own show at this point because it's just like a sprinkle of Ring of Honor during AEW is just not working. Dad, what do you think? I, I Tony has to do it this way only because that there's no television deal for Ring of Honor at, for right now. But do you have to though? You don't have to do it. He wants you. To do you it. still want to put your product out there as best you can, but to me, the way you're doing it now, you're confusing a lot of the fans. It's like you're introducing this new talent, and it's like, okay, got it. All right. So now, am I going to see them again, or am I not going to see them again? I find a battle so, on an afternoon show on Saturday. On a Saturday in December, I love find a battle. But why is it on the afternoon? In the afternoon here, on a Saturday? Because here, here's my suggestion to the whole, this whole thing. You put just AW Dynamite, and then instead of Rampage, you got Ring of Honor. The problem with that is, and it was explained by Jason Powell on ProTune.net, mm-hmm. that there's no way Discovery Warner, or, or Discovery, or I hope we're calling them right now. I have completely don't know what they're calling them anymore. That they're going to want what amounts to a C show in a time slot that was supposed to be like an A an A minus show, and it's now turned into their B show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they're even going to want that. 
Well, it's it's that or you do like in syndicate, you see that you just put it on on Saturday afternoon. Or, you know, make one of the dark shows that nobody watches into a YouTube show. No offense, John. <laughs> no you offense, go. John. No I know offense. John does watch them, but no offense to him. But, like, nobody else watches them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelly, I'm not even sure how much of the Rick of you know about, but what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I know about it. And this is kind of, I think it, it all kind of goes back to my feeling that Tony Khan is a little bit in over his head. I, I think that he's put himself in a situation where he has spread himself way too thin. His mm-hmm. mind is in a thousand different places. He wants to have control, which I understand, but he's got to be able to delegate. And it seems like he wanted to hire all these people, make their lives better and everything like that. But now they're all idle. He's got all this idle talent and nowhere to really put it. So you can't push a hundred people at once on the same show. And if you try, you're going to have issues with uh, somebody's got to fade into the background. Somebody's got to take all the pins and, um, and, and a lot of people aren't going to make it to TV at all. Um, And I just think that he he really needed to simplify and his Hyrapalooza is going to haunt him for a long time, a long time. I can agree with that. I feel like this, we've been talking about this for months now. We've legitimately been talking about this on the show. We, we had this big talk at our live show back in at Fan Expo. That was what, two months ago? Like we had that conversation there. Like it's, we, we know, we understand it. We've been talking about this before Vince retired. Like that's how long ago we've been talking about this. Like, so... <laughs> Almost goes back to the New Japan show. Almost goes back to that. Like the the ratings going down because most people outside of like, well, super fans like Kelly or like me who understands the people. Or I'll admit when we were at the Milwaukee show because we went to the go home show for um for Forbidden Door, I completely marked out when Okada music hit. Like I completely lost my shit. But like, but to the point where CJ wanted to make sure I was okay. Like because I completely lost my shit. But outside of two people like that. The rating plummeted during that. So it might be the situation here. Right. And, and this kind of echoes my point that I've been making all along is Tony, the wrestling fan, is basically taking over then Tony, the boss, the guy in charge. So basically what Tony's got to do is be the boss and delegate things and not basically do everything yourself because as, as we're finding out, Doing everything yourself isn't putting out a good quality product. It's true. It's absolutely true. All right, let's move on um, to New Japan next Friday. I'm saying next Friday because next week we're doing a normal show. So next Friday is um, New Japan Rumble on 44th Street in New York City. I'm so excited for this show. I really am. The minute they announced it, I'm like, I guess I'm buying the show. I guess I'm buying it. <laughs> because it's New Japan and it's New York. And then they announced the main event. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in for this main event. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Kelly, you're a New Japan guy. That's why I love having you here because you know more New Japan than anybody I know, even Rich Fan. So, like, <laughs> this lineup, it's a small lineup right now. They haven't announced a whole lot, but the card is pretty good. We'll get into the whole card in a second. Your thoughts on this show and New Japan in general right now? I mean, I guess the one downside is that you have to pay for these shows now. Like they're not part of uh, the new Japan world uh, subscription. That's the only downside. I'm, oh, I'm cool. looking forward to it as well. Um, but uh, it, it's, it, it's been a lot of these special shows. They've been doing almost two of these a month. So it is, um, 
it is something they're doing a lot of a lot of these uh pay-per-view lives on new japan world uh but they're this is one they're kind of promoting as a bigger deal uh than a few of those so i'm looking forward to it too they it's weird because they just did a major show about a week ago and what did they call that they it was just a one-off and i literally finished watching it today but um but they had to put a bunch of shows a bunch of good matches that were meant to be on four different shows onto that show because they had to cancel a full week and a half of shows because of uh, earthquakes. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, wow. Yep. So a whole bunch of shows got wiped out. They put the good matches. Luckily nobody was really doubled up in these big matches. So they were able to kind of put the ones that didn't happen on a show. Uh, so so the only thing is uh, they got this super show coming up, but it's on the heels of another super show. However, this one's going to have a much different feel. The crowd will be allowed to be loud, and uh, and this will be an American crowd. And I know the workers over there just love doing that. They love coming over and hearing that because it's just something they don't... I know they love the Japan crowd, but they don't get rockets like uh, like an American crowd does. And I know a lot of those wrestlers just totally feed off that, and they totally uh, love it, so... I'm psyched for this. By the way, I don't want to know. I haven't been. I have been fully paying attention because of other things going on. Uh, are they able to cheer now, or are they still wearing the mask and not allowed to cheer? It is starting. There are actually good. places that are and places that aren't. But so now, when you go to their site, they actually have it marked whether it's a cheering show or not. It literally will just have in wow. parentheses <laughs> cheering show. That's amazing. Yeah, right? that's and they, amazing. And that stuff is just starting. <laughs> um, they got the first round of a tournament they're doing that just started. And the first two, the first four matches of the first round were on non-cheering shows. And then the next four will be on cheering shows. And I think we're going to see a lot more of those than not uh, going forward. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, a, that's just so funny to me that they have to have that on the website. That's really funny. But um, anyway, let's get into Rumble on 44th Street happening in New York City. I'm excited for this. Um, we'll start from the bottom to the top. It is Chaos, Rock Romero, and Yo versus House of Torture, um, Takahashi, and Sho, which I'm very happy that um, Evil's not in this match because I cannot stand Evil matches right now. I'm so sick and tired of watching him wrestle. Kelly, this matchup is actually pretty interesting. Go ahead. Uh, so, Sho is a great wrestler, but he's kind of he's kind of doing the Evil thing where he's a great wrestler who's not going out there and having great matches. He's going out there and going heel, 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 full bore, using his wrench, cheating every second of every match. Um, I mean, he's kind of doing the the evil shtick as well. Um, yeah. However, when Sho and Yo tangle and they really wrestle, it's just, it's it's fireworks. It's great stuff. They were great partners and now they're great enemies. Um, I don't know. Normally, I can see who is the obvious fall guy. And since Rocky is... Uh, part-timer there at best at this point even though he's a he's potentially the best wrestler in this match he's probably the most likely um fall guy uh show will probably pick up this win i i personally would book it yo to pin yujiro but yujiro is a he's technically in the heavyweight scene so they're not going to have yo pin him and and they're certainly not going to have rocky pin him so it'll probably be the worst of both worlds and it'll be 
Yujiro, well, the worst would be Yujiro pinning Yo. Um, that I don't think will happen. But I think Yujiro will probably pin uh, Rocky in this. But if they give Rocky a big moment and a big win in front of this crowd, I think uh, I think they would really like it. Fair enough. Um, Dad, any thoughts? No, I echo Kelly's sentiment very well. I mean, when they show and you were together, they were a phenomenal team. And now facing each other, you know, you're you're getting that that something extra that you didn't have when you were <laughs> So I mean they're gonna show off what fans are in for a great match. All right. Um Clark Connor versus Mara Suzuki. Um Clark Connors, who a lot of people that don't want to depend regularly, you saw him at Forbidden Door kind of stand out big time, which I, I thought was great for him. There's no chance that he's beating Suzuki here. <laughs> There's no chance. Kelly, right? Uh, I would not say there is no chance. Minoru Suzuki is definitely in a spot where he's starting to give back. Um, he's in this weird position where he's still getting somewhat pushed in America, but in Japan, he's losing way more matches than he wins. Um, he's he's definitely in the give give back portion of his career. He's 53 years old, so he's... He's not going to do this much longer, and he is starting to put people over, and I think I've got him winning this match, but it is only like 60-40. Um, I, I think that Clark Connors definitely has a chance here, and I think his Hunter gimmick is pretty pretty decent. Uh, Connors' biggest issue is going to be he's coming up at the same time as the graduation of a lot of very, very talented young Lions, mm. and... um. And his, he had a bunch of time to himself, but unfortunately, just a few minutes, a uh, few matches into his return, he got hurt. So he's uh, he's been on the shelf for a few months, but he had a series of very nice matches in the best of the Super Juniors this year. Uh, the fact that he is a junior, I think they're going to keep him in the junior ranks, probably lends itself to Minoru Suzuki winning this match. But I think this. I, people shouldn't sleep on this. This could be really, really good. Oh, I expect it to be really good. I just don't. I don't know. I think only because it's in the U.S. If it's in Japan, I almost see them having, um, seeing them having Suzuki lose. But because it's in New York, and I have a feeling the crowd would go crazy either way, I think that's the reason I'm leading towards Suzuki here, Dad. I think I see Suzuki winning this match only because I don't think right now would be time for Clark Connors to get that victory, probably another time, but not a, in this particular match. True. And, and like Kelly says, with all these new young lines coming out, God, I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. All right, let's move on to the strong openweight tag team championship. Yes, there's another tag team title in New Japan, but at least this one makes sense. It's on New Japan Strong, and this is a New Japan Strong pay-per-view, so that makes perfect sense. Um, it is Ozzy Open against the Motorcycle Machine Gun versus the, D the DKC and Kevin Knight. What the hell? It's <laughs> the hell of a match. Like, holy shit. This is one hell of a match, Kelly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really, really tough to keep up with. Uh, your eyes are going to be darting around everywhere. This this is going to be exciting. Ozzy Open had they had a tournament for the strong uh open weight tag team championships uh strong being the 
New Japan show that is shot in the L.A. dojo, uh, near the L.A. dojo with all the guys who were training for New Japan, but over here in the States. And it was, it seemed straightforward that Aussie Open was probably going to win this tournament, and they did. And it, it was just the whole tournament itself. They were, they were, they had a great showing. I was, it, it, I was psyched for it. You can go back and you can watch those uh, episodes of Strong, and it was pretty good. Um, the Motor City Machine Guns, that part is definitely out of nowhere. Uh, the DKT <laughs> and Kevin Knight, they, have been racking up wins on strong, which is a relative surprise because they were doing their, uh, doing their young lion stint there, but in a kind of a strange twist, a rare twist, they graduated, but then just stayed there. And we didn't know that they had graduated the system until they just put them over in a match. And when they won a match, I was like, Oh my God, these guys graduated. And so they started winning a few matches and, um, and they're pretty decent. Uh, I don't think they'll go over here. I think, I feel very, very, very strongly that Aussie Open will go on to uh, win this. Motor City Machine Guns, probably a one-off. And maybe DKC and Kevin Knight will continue feuding with um, with Aussie Open on New Japan Strong. I've been surprised by short title reigns before, but I'm not seeing one here. Yeah, I was thinking Aussie Open winning this, but this is going to be a hell of a fucking match, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got echo your summer. I, I see Aussie Open coming out, still the champions on this, but, you know, holy cow, you're going to have bodies flying everywhere, and hopefully you can keep up with it. Uh, you know, I don't see the Motor City Machine Guns coming on top on this. Um, I, I saw them probably giving it a good show, but but not winning this one. All right, let's move on to the professional Kingdom of Wrestling Championship match. Uh, this, these matches always crack me up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> just always make me laugh. Um, so I'm going to guess this is the fan voting. We have to choose, they're going to choose with the stipulation here, is right, Kelly? Yep, that is the deal with, uh, with almost all of the King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, the face and the heel, well, usually it's a face and a heel, each have their chosen uh stipulation and the fans vote and then we find out on the day okay well it's um hockey versus elephant Tasmo, and the stipulations that you vote on is either going to be a new york city street fight or i cracked up when i typed this a last daddy standing match i have no idea what that means but it made me laugh when i typed it <laughs> well, Kelly, go ahead. so I, I can help out here so this feud has weirdly been um built around both guys claiming i'm your daddy oh this is that Uh, feud this is that feud i was hearing about last week okay (laughs) that's been going on for a while and they've been doing it nonstop. and they are it's weird to see shingo kind of lowered to something so silly but it's he's so committed to it it's still good um and phantasmo (laughs) for his part he has been i think full-time promoted to the heavyweight ranks because he was in the G1 climax this year. So he is wrestling as a heavyweight. Um, I, they didn't put him over Shingo. They had a, who's your daddy match where the winner got to <laughs> essentially treat the other one as a baby afterwards. I love Shingo, wrestling. Of so course. I yes. love wrestling. <laughs> this was just, this was on that show. I was telling you, I just finished today. Yeah, I heard um, Rich talking about it and everything last week, but I didn't know what the, con- mm-hmm. what the actual context was. <laughs> yep. And Shingo goes over and, um, and he made, uh, El Fantasmo had to sit down, cross-legged, cross his arms, and suck on a pacifier. 
<laughs> I so, love her. Yes. Like, I really yeah. do. <laughs> and then, diaper and bonnet? Uh, oh, God, well, unfortunately not. Uh, Shingo <laughs> did like a kind of a Shawn Michaels pose with the flex and the one leg out behind him as he's going like this with the um, with the uh, with the pacifier. And afterwards, El Fantasmo got his heat back uh, heat back by punching Shingo in the nuts. So it continued. Uh, so- <laughs> I sure sell a mute. Sound good. <laughs> one more match between these two. Sound good. I didn't see it. So you a mute. What's up? Um. <laughs> Okay, that just sounds confusing to somebody on the outside looking in. <laughs> okay. I love getting, see, Sal, this is just goes back to us like talking at random stuff and having your reaction. This is exactly what I was hoping you would be for that one. That was too funny. My other thing is, wouldn't it be better to have a bottle of milk? The pilot pirate is hysterical. Sorry, that's so funny. I'm sorry. That's so hysterical to me. That's a wrestling stipulation. Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> Holy pro wrestling. Anyway, um, our main event, which I am excited about, it is Kasushi Okada and Eddie Kingston versus Jay White and Drew Robinson of the Bubble Club. Wow, I did not have on my I did not have on my bingo card this year. Okada, Eddie Kingston tagging together at a main event of a, of a show. Did not see that one coming, but damn, I'm excited. Eddie's probably like, "Holy shit, I get to do this." Um, hey, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, this has got to be dream come true for Eddie. This is just uh, out there. It, it's such a weird pairing um, to have Eddie with the. I mean, Okada is he's a great wrestler, maybe the greatest, but he is all business. And Eddie is all emotion. So it's really, really interesting to see this team together. And then with the other team, that's kind of true too. Jay White is closer to all business. Now he's he's a heel and he's one of the greatest heels in the game. And he, he does that very well. Mm-hmm. But he's more straightforward business. And Juice is it's silly. He's rock hard. hard. Sorry. Yeah, he's <laughs> even now he's ridiculous. Like he turned heel, but he's still fairly ridiculous. I think that juice has to be here to eat this pin as we move ever closer. Uh, we're two and a half months away to uh, Okada versus Jay white in, um, in the Tokyo dome on January 4th. Um, so I assume that this is just one more step towards that. And I will say, I think it'll probably be Okada that pins juice Robinson, but maybe just for the, novelty of it we will get kingston winning that pinfall but i think uh i think juice eats it either way by the way i'm gonna regret doing that because i just got over a sore throat i should not have done that <laughs> had your thoughts on this bit of it uh i can't with kelly i mean okay i mean it's like two polar opposites and i don't know how they're gonna sink together, but I'm not sure they will. And see Kingston pinning Juice Rock Hard, Juice Robinson. Rock hard. <laughs> I, I still <laughs> this entry. I could yell, I could I yell it again. So there you go. <laughs> I could yell it again. <laughs> uh, sorry, to, to me, he's still gonna be Juice Robinson, no matter what. Sorry, uh, right, I could help myself. <laughs> All right. Let's move out of Japan. Let's jump over to WWE before we get to NXT stuff. WWE, um, we missed a lot in the last two weeks. We're not going to go over everything. There's just way too much going on. Triple H takes over the world, and 
a lot happens. Uh, we don't have the time to go through every little thing that goes on, especially when we take a week off. Um, but we will transition to New Japan to talk about the... How the fuck are we talking about this in 2022? The Good Brothers are back in, New, back in WWE. And not only that, um, Carl Anderson is also the never open weight champion in New Japan. And he's scheduled to be at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, <laughs> Kelly, um, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's really hard to say, but I am putting my reputation on the line saying I think they're working toward um, Carl Anderson still doing a match with, uh, with I think, Tetsuya Naito at, um, at Wrestle Kingdom. I really think that's where this is headed. And I think they're going to let him do that match. I don't know what that means for the working relationship they have with AEW. I don't know if that means they have to shut that down. Um, But the very simple fact of the matter is that they can get more eyes from WWE than they can from AEW. Uh So if they have decided that they want to do that, they can do do that. And that would be crippling for AEW. But, um, But maybe it would also help Tony Khan focus on what he's got in front of him. So I, between a couple things that were said uh, on TV um, about uh, what did they, on NXT, they mentioned the IWGP championship, which is not a thing. Oh yes, I forgot to mention that to you. When Shitsuke came out as a surprise appearance, um, Booker T and, um, and Vic Joseph actually talked about Shitsuke's history in New Japan. They actually yep. talked about it, but I'll say New Japan, but they mentioned IWGP. Yeah. I was like, and the, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> they mentioned it. The yeah, they mentioned end. it. That's it. The world is ending. And they, <laughs> and also later on the show, they mentioned Carl Anderson, and they said Carl Anderson, who's still a champion over in Japan right now. Yeah, and it, it was shocking. <laughs> they brought it up. And what? A day before yeah. that, Naito was in the uh, a press conference for, I think, Rumble on 44th Street, but maybe something else. And at the press conference, he kind of went, he shot on WWE and uh, said that we, there's a company over there and we got to stop congratulating people for going over there because that mindset's always going to keep us in number two and kind of shot on um, Carl Anderson. Everybody's like, Naito's spitting facts. And I'm like, yeah, but I think Naito also might be promoting a match yes like i think that's more likely but the only mitigating factor is what's the working relationship and can japan serve two masters here yeah but interesting I, and i mean being and talked about this when i would the new when carl anderson everyone realized oh yeah he's still champion <laughs> he's still champion over there um there's a possibility that at Wrestle kingdom if things go the way they're going you could have wwe talent and AEW talent on the same show with FTR still being the IWGP tag team champions. That is crazy to me. Like, I cannot believe we're in a world where that could happen. <laughs> it's weird how that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like the, the possibilities of like a triple threat with FTR, Cobb and Ocon, and New Day. Like, I think I'd explode. That I could happen, and it could explode. happen. Like, right. <laughs> the crazy part, but only in New Japan, and only in Japan. Right. It can happen in the States. That's the crazy part about it. Dad, right. your thoughts on all this? <laughs> Mind-boggling. It's the only thing I can say. I mean, Tony Khan's policy with the open-door policy, or forbidden door, 
you know, everyone knows that the, the working relationship between him and, and, and New Japan. But if New Japan wants to go in a different direction, then what's Tony going to do? Look out for another uh, Japanese promotion? Or is he going to go strictly with... <laughs> With uh, like a Mexican promotion or what? I mean, or just stop bringing other promotions in. How about that? How about we stop bringing other promotions yeah, see, and stop cross promoting? Here's the thing with Tony. Is, that's what I would do. I don't know. That's the thing. Here's the thing with Tony is Tony doesn't want to shut the door. He wants to keep it. He may not have a choice. They the may door. shut the door on him. They may actually shut the door and, on him. Yeah, and, and that that'll be Tony's wake up call. Hopefully, you'll understand that. But I don't think he will. We'll see what happens. Yep. But I mean. I, as a wrestling fan, would be just so so emotional if, yeah, like what Kelly said, FGR, New Day, and Khan. Oh my God. You know, the three good tag teams from each. Oh my God. I don't know if the internet prepared for that. I don't think the internet prepared for that moment. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I just, I thought the mighty that it could happen. I mean, Woo. I I don't think the internet prepared for that kind of situation. I don't think they are. <laughs> I think Twitter would completely break if that happened. They'll crash it. That's aye, what they'll do. They'll crash it. That would be the craziest situation. All right. I have. I, I trust me. This will become this conversation be coming up a lot for the next few months. So let's table this new Japan WWE thing to later. We we'll move on to the to the event that Kelly talked at the top of the show was Extreme Rules, and then we talk. I mean, we had on SmackDown. It is Bray Wyatt. Um, so, I, I said to Sal, before Extreme Rules, that if Bray Wyatt comes back, I don't want The Fiend. At least not right away. I, I was over it when it was, it was over at the end. It made something to do with the pandemic. It made something to do with everything else. I was over it. And I really wanted the Bray Wyatt, the, um, the original Bray Wyatt back. I don't, uh, Sal, did you get around to watching the Bray Wyatt segment for SmackDown last week? Yes. What are your thoughts on this Bray Wyatt? Because I'm not sure what to make of this Bray Wyatt. <laughs> it's definitely leading to something, and that dude with the mask is, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I, I, I thought the promo was great. Like I thought it was very heartfelt. I think it was almost rotunda talking. It wasn't Bray, which I thought was interesting. I mean, Wyndham talking, Wyndham talking, and I thought that was interesting. Um, Kelly, what are your thoughts on Bray Wyatt's return and the promo from Friday and the weird mask guy that and the rumored Wyatt Six and all that kind of stuff? I loved the way that this was shot, that it uh that Wyndham stepped out and kinda did what he did um on the mic. And then the weird stuff happened at the end and there was no warning. Um I, I loved all of that. I think what's going to happen is that Bray is going to feud with the other versions of Bray Wyatt. I think that that's what's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to do it. That is the most meta thing think, ever. That is the most meta thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I think I think he's going to feud with Abigail, with the Fiend, with with these versions, these dark versions of himself. So um so pretty much for the I, next 6 months we're going to be dealing with a man having a mental breakdown. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it's not like Undertaker versus Undertaker. True. Like true. I, because Undertaker versus Brian Lee at that time was just uh was just not it. No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> and one Undertaker in a match works, but two guys working the speed of Undertaker against each other, that ain't it. 
Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I think this could be because people have, there are just rumors rampant about this and like rumors that his brother is going to be one of them. Yeah. I've heard that too. Um, Bodalis is coming back. Yeah. 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 So, but not like as Bodalis, I think maybe he'd be under one of the masks. I, I don't know if Wyatt is going to lead a group called the Wyatt six, or if he's going to be against a group called the Wyatt six, because they are his internal demons. I'm very they're doing such a good job of making me really really sure that i don't miss the next episode and it's actually making me care about brie wyatt again like it actually makes me care again which is a big deal for me like I, as i said i was over it when the last time we did this so the fact that i actually care now is a big deal dad your thoughts um you've got the crowd strictly behind bray wyatt what's going on uh, it almost feels like the crowd kind of feels a little sorry for him because now all of a sudden these other entities that he introduced are now coming together against him. And you, you, you've noticed with Bray having that new mask, I, the Fiend's going to be repackaged, but I think it's going to be repackaged in Bray's image. And when you come down and you have repackage fiend against the old fiend which i'm probably going to guess it's going to be more dallas let's see what happens i mean if that's the way you kind of cure his mental breakdown then that's the way you do it it's so weird that we're that's literally going to be a massive storyline we have the bloodline and bray having a mental breakdown that's smacked up the next few months <laughs> that's what we're doing <laughs> all right moving on um we're not going to do a lot of crown jewel talk here we never really talk about the saudi shows they don't really exist in our world I guess that's a really, really, really important. But we do have to talk about Brock Lesnar. It's actually surprising all of us. Okay, so let me set this up. Let me set this up. I have to set this up. I'm going to put this on here so I can tell this story. Um, <laughs> so last Monday, Sal and me were watching the show together. We text each other during her all the time. We do this all the time. And literally, he's like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> he turns off the show, and we're still watching here. And Bobby Lashley comes out for the U.S. Town of Magic and Seth. He literally turned off his TV. And then I text message him a picture of Brock Lesnar walking to the ring. <laughs> Literally seconds after he turned off the TV. Literally seconds. <laughs> like it wasn't even a joke. I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. <laughs> and his reaction was like, shit. <laughs> it was absolutely hysterical. Like, that was so funny to me last Monday. Are you, are you, are you sure shit or was it FTW? Oh, the tech match check out. Let's talk about I, it was shit. And I already had committed to going to bed, so I didn't want to turn the TV back on. <laughs> I was tired. I needed to go to bed. So, by the way, I'm also going to note, Sal says this to me, a person who gets up at 3.15, 3.30 in the morning, most days, to get a 10-hour shift in before picking up the kid from school. So, like, I'm getting up at 3 in the morning, like, literally maybe, like, what, six hours after the show ends? So, like, I don't feel bad for him going to bed. Like, I don't feel bad. <laughs> so, he missed Brock Lesnar. Randomly attacking Bobby Lashley, and that cost Bobby Lashley the U.S. title to Seth Rollins, and then suddenly we're having Lashley versus Lesnar at Crown Jewel. What a weird, weird turn of events this is. Um, what's funny to me is all these memes going around, like of like the Vince, that weird Vince meme has been going around every time something happens on TV that would be totally against him. One that new one came up right after, it's like a Vince sitting there, like Brock Lesnar in a non-title feud at Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. 
Um, oh, funny. Kelly, your thoughts on Brock returning? All this weirdness that's been going on the last two weeks. You know, I missed Raw. It's actually I'm I'm never home Monday nights, so I have to remember to try to wedge it in somewhere in the days after, and I haven't. But I started hearing about that, and it, it really was jarring. And I was like, "What's weird about this?" And I turned it over in my mind, and I realized it was the fact that he's in a non-title feud. It, it has been. Years. Dean Ambrose. I think Dean Ambrose. Centered. Dean Ambrose was the last one I could think of. Yeah, it, it's been a long time since he was in a singles feud that didn't like when he's not champion, it's because it's time for the Royal Rumble that he's going to win. Like that's the only times that he's been kind of not doing that. So it, it's been I'm glad to see they're willing to use him in another way to make use of use of his name value and uh, get value for his opponents and things like that without having it always settle settle around uh, center around the championship. It's true. That I, this is great. I mean, when you saw Brock just walking down I love Kelly Brock. I said it before. I love Kelly Brock. It's one of my you know, favorite things. Walking down the <laughs> ramp, getting in and getting in the ring, and he's got his little lone cadence, and he gets in, and then he goes face to face with Lashley, and he flashes that that grin. This whole time he's doing that grin, and basically Lashley's kind of looking at him like the mean face, mean mugging, and he still got that sheepish grin, which Brock can only do. Which means one thing, Brock is in business mode. And when he's in business mode, he kicks ass the best. So this is going to be great. This is going to be a good match. It's going to go back and forth, but I think I see Bobby Lashley losing. I, I, I think the reason they hit the belt off of him was because nobody want nobody wants to put the um, U.S. title on, Bobby, on Brock Lesnar. I think that's the main reason why they hit the belt <laughs> off Lashley. Like, let's be honest here. Um, the other big thing that happened to WWE TV was um, we, we've been talk, we've been joking about the whole Dominic Mysterio thing here. And I, I'm not going to lie. I, I love Dominic playing the petulant emo teen. It's one of my favorite things on television right now. <laughs> it makes no sense because he's in his fucking 20s and he's engaged in real life. But he's like an emo teen. It's actually really funny. Now that I live with one, it's even funnier. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, well, I, I was sorry. Quasi, quasi he's an emo teen living in this house. But anyway, not that point. Um, <laughs> the fun part is that I did not expect to see your Mysterio on SmackDown on Friday. Um, by the way, I find it funny that people are blaming. As a joke, totally as a joke, Rey Mysterio for giving Triple H COVID. Because they did this whole segment on SmackDown where Rey Mysterio is in Triple H's office to set this whole thing up, and then suddenly Triple H has COVID two days later. <laughs> that was great. That's, I thought oh, that was really funny. Are we sure that the, the trips didn't get it from Stephanie? No, I, a lot of people are also blaming Sean Waltman, but that's the whole other story. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Rey, the so Rey went to. Um, Triple H and said, I quit. And then he's like, no, you don't quit. I'm not letting you quit, pretty much. <laughs> and said, okay, I'm moving you to SmackDown away from your son. And I give them credit. They actually did a trade, which I never do, because the brand was barely a thing, but they actually did a trade. Um, and it was Rey Mysterio moving over to SmackDown. And he won a match at the end of the night to become the number one contender for the IC Championship against Gunther. And they traded Barrett Corbin over to Raw. <laughs> By the way, I noticed they said, Baron Corbin, not Happy Corbin, not King Corbin, not Inter-Adjective Here Corbin, actual Baron Corbin, 
But for some reason, and I don't even know why, he's being managed by JBL. I have zero clue why this is a thing or why this, this happened. Um, Dad, your thoughts? I, I, well, I can't, I can't begin to tell you why this is between Baron and having JBL kind of being behind him. It, it almost, almost mimics, um, Million Dollar Man being behind the. Uh... But that was actually entertaining. Right. <laughs> so my thing is, how do you make this partnership entertaining? And the answer is, I don't splitting think them can. up. I don't understand I, why this is a thing. <laughs> I, I I don't think you can make it entertaining. There's just no way. I mean. Oh yeah. Is Baron Corbin going to be more ruthless? Is he going to be more aggressive? Is it took him 13 minutes to beat Zell Stigler. You know, I mean, I mean, where is it going to go? Where is it going to lead? And that's the, that's my question. Where is this going? And what purpose is this for? I mean, if it's not entertaining. Kelly, so, you're, I mean, Kelly, what do you think? Is, 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 he, is he trying to make Baron Corbin relevant? Is that it? I don't know. Kelly, what do you think? So you're trading Ray Mysterio for Baron Corbin. And I'm just so so SmackDown is the LA Rams and Raw is the Detroit Tigers <laughs> and or the tr- Detroit Lions. And uh and SmackDown's like, hold on, you're telling me that all I have to give you is Jared Goff. <laughs> and um and we can have Matt Stafford. Like this is the biggest upgrade for SmackDown in the history of SmackDown. Baron yes. Corbin is an okay um like I've I've made my peace with him. I like the idea of Baron Corbin main eventer had to be one of the most dead end things that this company ever chased. He, he's just not there at this level, just never has been there at this level, but um but Corbin being a lower mid card pest for baby faces works. Now, I don't know why he needs JBL. Cause one of the things that Corbin actually does better than average is be annoying to people on the mic. Um, and I don't right. know why JBL, a really big guy came out in a suit that was way too big for him. It, it was so <laughs> weird. Oh my God. He comes out with this like baggy fit. And uh, somebody online said, uh, name this fit. And I said, he looks like the principal crossed with the skater that the principal hates. Like that is <laughs> what I, what I came up with. So I, I don't know. It's, and on the Mysterio thing, I, I like Dominic as a petulant. Um, emotine. <laughs> emotine as well. I wish I liked him more as a wrestler. Um, sometimes it's there. And sometimes it looks like he's working slow enough that it's a match at the PC. He's, he's just gonna, for me, he's forever going to be in the same bucket as Liv Morgan, where it's like, they obviously needed time at NXT, significant time at NXT. And they weren't given it because somebody wanted them to be on the main roster. And now their career is suffering for it. All right. Well, speaking of NXT, thank you for the transition. We are going to jump over to NXT. Um, before we get to Halloween Havoc, which I am looking forward to, 
they did announce a couple of matches that I thought were going to be at Halloween Havoc, but they moved them to next Tuesday's NXT, which is actually a great idea that they did this because these are two good matches that they're doing, but they're not like PLE quality, but they're still good matches. So that works for me. They were calling a tag team championship night on Tuesday next week. Um, following up on AEW doing title Tuesday, which was weird this past week, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have the NXT Tag Team Championships. It is pretty deadly who I am so up and down with them, depending on the week. <laughs> it really depends on the week with me with them. They had one of my favorite videos ever a few weeks ago, which I, I openly laughed and really, really enjoyed. And then like I don't understand their costumes sometimes. So I don't get them sometimes, but sometimes I think they're funny. So they're entertaining to me. Against um, Ultra Zenofe and Malik Blade. I did not expect this to be a tag team title match, but sure, why not? Um, Kelly, go ahead. Uh, I did expect Inofe and Blade to win here because uh, Pretty Deadly is still semi-early in their um, in their reign, and I think Inofe and Blade are really good babyface underdog tag team to just slightly make that um, make that longer. I am not up and down on Pretty Deadly. I think this this is the best act on NXT. I think it is the most main roster ready act on nxt there are other ones that i like more from a just favorite standpoint but they are one of my favorite acts on the show and they are the one that i think could right now go to the main roster and never look one bit out of place uh my wife sometimes watches with me has been doing it lately she thinks they are hilarious she absolutely (laughs) loves pretty deadly and uh every second they're on the screen so um I think that this will be good. I'm also a big fan of the fact that both of these matches moved to uh, to Tuesday because I am, which, by the way, I found out from your run sheet. I didn't know oh, that announced, until announced, you sent me the run sheet. They announced it during NXT. Um, they announced it during NXT. Oh, well, I'm always, you know. Yeah, I know I'm saying, but they didn't announce it during the show Tuesday. I'm, so. I think every, yeah, and I was yeah, half so watching. One, and I was half watching it. I caught that. <laughs> very, very happy to hear that. I, I definitely didn't notice. Um, I'm just like, oh, this match is coming. It's got to be at Halloween Havoc. Um, glad to hear that because I'm the one who has the Halloween Havoc recap job. So two fewer tag team championship matches. That's going to make it a slightly easier night for me. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Dad, your thoughts on this match, on the first match here? Um, to me, pretty deadly. I, I mean, they do it way over the top, which is great for their gimmick, and, and it makes it work. And now you get the team that's more serious, and they're more playful. So I think, yeah, I, I don't see pretty, pretty deadly hanging on to those straps, get up to the main roster. I don't know if they're going to keep Pretty Deadly's gimmick or if they're going to get changed. I don't know. I would hope that they would leave it, but we'll see what happens. I think you keep it this way. Honestly, you do keep it this way because if I think you do this gimmick because Shawn Michaels pretty much said, we're doing this gimmick, and then you tell, you, Shawn Michaels tells Triple H, this is the gimmick, you're keeping it. Because they have that relationship, you could actually do that. <laughs> so that's the, that's the best part about the new NXT WWE system, where you could actually say, Sean will call Hunter and say, hey, we're keeping this, right? This is not changing, right? <laughs> so, um, Sal, any thoughts on this matchup? I know you don't really watch NXT as much as we do, but any other thoughts? Mm, yeah, I mean, at this point, just keep the titles on pretty deadly and just see what else they can do. Fair enough. Um, let's jump over to the women's tag team championship match. Um, it is Katana Chance, Kate's current Zaro, and Kaden Carter versus Zoe Stark and Akita Lyons. 
I don't want the belts to change hands, but I have a weird feeling they're going to because Nikita is undefeated still. I don't like this idea, but it's what it is. Kelly? Uh, Nikita Lyons sucks. Everything yeah, they You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, every literal aspect. Like, I... Ass. On my podcast, <laughs> I try really hard to say it in another way. She fucking sucks. She's just... She's not ready. She can't wrestle. She can't talk. I don't know what the fuck she's good for. I... I she's just... I, I get that. But, like, then I don't get the gear... That we were talking about the gear. Somebody's like, what's that supposed to be? And I was like, I don't think I should be saying this on the show, but I think she looks like a partially unwrapped roll of cookie dough. That's what <laughs> I think she looks like. She's, I just, I can't stand her. I just can't stand her. She, um, so, <laughs> oh God, that being said, so this, I knew this was going to be the best you. part of being on your show. <laughs> Because when I'm on your show, I just let loose. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it feels good. Um, they are undefeated, and I think that. Okay. Um, and I think that they're. I don't know though. I've got a sneaking suspicion this might just be wishful thinking that. Uh, Zoe and Nikita are going to lose and there's going to be a disagreement and one of them is going to turn heel. And in my mind, it's Nikita because like maybe they want to see if they have something there. Um, but I don't know how much they want to do that knowing that she has a fan base despite no discernible talent in any way. She's so not fans? I, um, she does. Only She's, fans. A lot of... <laughs> yes, only fans. Uh, <laughs> A lot of thirsty incels are all that, about her. That, that, um, that's where the swimsuit comes into play. What's swimsuit? You need it. Um, by the way, Kelly, I lasted at her and I'm crying over here. <laughs> I'm crying. Great rant. I've been sitting on that rant for a long time. Oh man, I'm glad you could unleash over here. Um, Dad, your thoughts on this match? To me, when, when they paired them together, I'm just going, this is not going to work. This is a, a, a total opposite. It's not going to work. And somehow they're making it work, but I think there's not enough momentum for it to end up being tag team champions. I don't think they're at that point yet. And if they do, I don't think the crowd will accept them as champions. I really don't. So I, I, I don't it's see the them full, getting it's, it's, it's the crowd at full sale. They'll accept anything that's not an MSK member. I, 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 <laughs> I don't expect them to get the belts yet, but they'll get them eventually. But now's not the time. Oh, man. Okay. Let's get over now. Let's move on to Halloween Havoc. It's this Saturday on um, Peacock. And I, again, so I gotta say, I really have enjoyed Halloween Havoc a couple of years. I'm glad they made it a PLE. I'm not gonna lie. Um, this is actually a pretty good show. By the way, I just texted Mandy. I just texted Mandy. And I said, Kelly just did a rant that started with Nikita Lyons fucking sucked. And she responded with, oh my fucking God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, think, I think we got a title for this week's podcast. I don't think I can get away with that one, but there you go. 
<laughs> oh, and she said, by the way, oh, Rhea has a better... And then tag her. So I just, want to quote, I just want to quote this. This is what Mandina said from the living room. Rhea has a better ass and is a better wrestler. Has a better ass and is a better wrestler. Nikita is just an ass. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. Anyway. Sums it up. Let's get to Halloween Havoc now. Um, so we're watching NXT, and they said, we're going to have a host for Halloween Havoc. And Mandy looks at me like, it's going to be Shotzi. Like, there was like, no doubt in was mind it was going to be Shotzi. And she comes out, and she's hosting Halloween Havoc again. That made perfect sense to me. <laughs> she did a great job the last time she did it. But then we're like, we're going to do a co-host. And then they had a match. And the winner of the match was Quincy Elliott. And we have not had a chance to talk about Quincy Elliott on this show yet. Um, I'm not even sure how to explain Quincy Elliott. <laughs> what, like, going crazy. Dude, Kelly, what did you do? Fabulous. Kelly, what did you do? The word you want is fabulous. Yes, I that love it. Quincy. I love it. I love this gimmick. I think it's so much fun. It's so unique. I think it's really cool to have on television that I did not expect in 2022 to do. But it's very, this is one of those gimmicks that 100% Shawn Michaels would approve. Like, 100%. Like, this is one of the, yeah, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um... This is going to be so much fucking fun, these two hosting, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, having Shotzi come down, I was like, okay, fine. Um, Shotzi underwhelmed me at the beginning of her NXT run. And then she got, and especially was underwhelming me on the mic. And then she got the gig for Halloween Havoc. And we had a, uh, we, we had one of uh, the Triple H conference calls. And I was on it, and Triple H was talking about it, and he said, and who better to host this than Shotzi Blackheart? And I was like, I don't know, anyone? Um, <laughs> literally anyone? And then the show happened, and they made absolutely perfect use of her. And I'm like, this is the most I've ever liked Shotzi. Yeah. And after that, it just seemed like there was a different edge to her act that continued to work until she hit the main roster, and Vince didn't get her. Um, so I, I think that this is not only fun from a through line for Halloween Havoc uh, standpoint, but I think this is also cool for Shotzi because she's actually getting a spotlight that she hasn't gotten uh, since she's been on the main roster, uh, although that might be changing now that she's got the partnership with uh, Raquel. Putting her in an odd couple with Quincy Elliott should definitely work. Um, I like the odd couple. I actually love the odd coupling they're doing with Quincy Elliott and Hank Walker. I'm not sure either one of them can work a very good long match at this point, but seeing them together and interact and be friends, even though Hank doesn't understand Quincy Elliott, to me is hilarious. I just think that this in its place as a small part of the show every week is a lot of fun and, um, and I'm looking forward to see what they do with these two as hosts. Fair enough. Um, all right, let's get to the show. Um, what I love about Halloween Havoc is they do such weird matches and such random stuff. They have Chucky show up on NXT for no reason. I don't understand why Chucky's all over NXT. I didn't understand why, but at the same time, and like Chucky is the most like he has the most history probably when it comes to wrestling. He just pops up places for no reason. Just kind of pops and, up. Well, and, and the stuff. show is on. The yeah. show is on. Oh yeah, I guess I understand yeah. the reason behind it. But it's just really funny. How does it's Halloween time? It's ever talking to show up, and it makes sense why he's there. That's the funniest part. Just kind of pops up and talking about stuff. You're, you're, I, you're I, pushing, you're pushing a product that's probably iffy on where it's gonna get a third season or not. That's the whole my, reason behind it. I'm sorry, but I know everyone loved the fact that he got to mess with Grayson Waller. I cracked up because okay, okay, I've said it many times in the show. Chase you. I look forward to it every week. 
I enjoy it every week. It's over the top. It's stupid. I love it. But when he popped up on the screen during Andre Chase's class, I cracked up laughing. I started laughing so damn hard. I didn't expect that. And the fact Thea Hale curse at the end, I, 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 I dropped the remote. Like, I was laughing so damn hard. Like, that was did great. You, <laughs> did you, the, the reaction on his face was just, like, priceless. I, I enjoyed that so much. But we'll get to the other thing that Chucky was here for. And that was Grayson, messing with Grayson Waller and making his match against Apollo Crew. They spin the deal, make the deal match. Um, I have no clue what the hell stipulation is going to be. But, um, Kelly, your thoughts on this whole match? Blindfold match. Blindfold match? Uh, the whole, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Okay. This oh, yeah, that makes sense of the gimmick. It makes sense of the gimmick. This You're right. The whole thing has been built around eyes. You're right. So I didn't think about that. Going You're right. To, I'm putting money on blindfold match right now. Um, I, I think that that would be fun if worked properly and would be a proper send off to this feud that at times has seemed, seemed overlong. Um, and, and at times uh, this is the feud I've kind of forgotten is going on to be honest, Fair enough. but, um, you're allowed, but with the, <laughs> with the addition of spin the wheel, make the deal, I think that makes it work. Uh, but I would be, I think surprised if this wasn't a blindfold match, I would be shocked if um if uh uha what's his name Apollo cruz i was gonna call him <laughs> uha nation i'm going back like 10 years wow um, i've heard that in a long time <laughs> yeah, wow. uh, i'll be surprised if apollo doesn't win this uh grayson he's another guy who's main roster ready you can put him up there and maybe not he's not at the top of the card uh since you mentioned chase you i will also mention they are an extreme pleasure for me and um I don't know that Andre Chase can be any more than like a Santino Morella, but Santino Morella was, he was in the company for like 14 years and got to a lot of do, got to do a lot of really, really cool stuff mm -hmm. just because he's kooky pants. And, exactly. um, and, uh, and, and in, in Morella's case, the guy is like one of the legit toughest guys who ever passed through wrestling, which makes it all the funnier that that's what they found with him. That like a guy who could beat up anybody backstage was going out there and being like a comedy jobber. But, um, but I too like that. And I think that Thea Hale is very, very, very engaged and, um, and committed to what she's doing. And I look forward to her progression as well. Um, Sal, any thoughts on this matchup and what we're talking about? Um, I mean, I, I assume Grayson Waller's gonna win. Okay, because I really don't think Apollo Cruz needs the win. And this is gonna be a Nikita Lion sucks match. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I, I actually I, I'm actually kind of with Kelly here. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that Grayson Waller's even still in NXT. I, I, I figured he would have caught called up. Uh, but maybe soon, maybe maybe WrestleMania season, maybe the Rumble, I don't know. Because he, he really is made for the main roster. He really is made for it. Um, Apollo's just win this match. We can move on. You know, move on with life. Dad, your thoughts? Yeah, I see Apollo winning this match. And uh, from Waller, I mean, you move on to the main roster. What do you do? Have him? I would see him having a feud with Ricochet. I almost could see him doing something like that. I don't know. It's interesting. I like Grayson Waller. At the heel. Like, he's such a great heel. A great asshole. And he does it so 
so fluently. Like he just he's just a perfect asshole. Like you can't really you, there's no way to like him. Like it's almost impossible to like the character, and that's what I like I love, about it. <laughs> I love his gear too. Like he's out there wearing like boxing shorts, like he's some kind of fighter, but he runs all the time. It's exactly it's great. Exactly. It's a great character. Um let's move on to a few that I've been enjoying for the most part, but at the same time, it's really gone on a long time. And the it's the this the weird infighting of the diamond mind that's turned into an ambulance match between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. If Julius Creed loses, Brutus Creed must leave NXT. One of the weirdest stipulations we've seen in a while. Um Kelly. I I don't know how much you've heard me talk about him yet uh on the podcast here and there but julius creed for me is like a top five guy in the entire company i love julius creed i i love his offense he i I love him for all the same reasons that i love my favorite new japan guys he looks extremely stiff and intense and terrifying in all the ways that they do um and i like him in a lot of the same reasons i like gunter where he's rangy and can strike from anywhere and uh, doesn't look overpowering in a lot of ways because he's slimmer, but he's in and a little leaner, but he's just, he's terrifying. Uh, I like this stipulation. I like this idea that he's his brother's keeper. Like they had him say that on screen. Um, I think, I mean, what I love about this storyline is that there are awesome, awesome possibilities either way. If uh, if Brutus has to go away because Julius loses, there are options there, and um, and if Julius and Brutus win here, there are options there. Uh, that I think is the more likely scenario, so they don't have to get really weird with this. But I almost want Julius Creed, my favorite guy on the brand, to lose, just because I want to see how they would handle that storyline. Uh, Damon Kemp is a guy who is definitely on his way up on the mic. We've seen him on the mic like three weeks in a row and they're giving him a lot of chances, a lot of reps. And he started out pretty rocky and, but he's starting to already sound a little more confident and a little more sure of what he's saying Uh, in the ring. We know he can go. Uh, We know he can be technical. Like he is a wrestler. That's not going to be a surprise, but he's learning how to be a, uh, a professional wrestler too. Um, But I think, I think Julius is damn near a savant. I think he's like a practically a Kurt Angle level savant. And I know that's a ridiculous thing to say, but I really, really believe it. Wow. That is, that's high. That's really high praise. I got to give you that. Um, I will, but for those who don't know, for those who don't know who Damon Kemp's um, brother is, it is Gable Stevenson. For those who don't know that, um, just want to throw that out there. Cause I got brought up on Tuesday show that he, that he's not even the best wrestler in his family. I just want to make sure people know who his brother is. Um, <laughs> For those who don't know, um, Dad, your thoughts on this? Uh, this is a very interesting match um, with two good key players. Um, and personally, I think I want to see Julius Creed come on top of this and, and win. And uh, then you get uh, Damon in, in the ambulance. But guess who's driving the ambulance, everybody? Roddy Strong. Brutus. Uh, Roddy Strong. <laughs> no, Roddy's going to be the guy in back of the ambulance. Aye, aye. 
the, the, one of the worst. I, I, by the way, Kelly, you did say this on NXT this week, or on um, NXT, um, PWT, like NXT this week or one week, that he's going to be one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God, he's so bad. You know, I, so I'm, bad. So, I'm so in the corner of Roderick Strong. And um, once again, maybe it's because I'm on this one that I can say this, but like, I've met Roderick Strong. He he's come into the one of the Best Buys I used to work into, uh, work in, and he is a is a perfectly personable guy to talk to. Who you know forms sentences like they sound like they're being spoken by a human. Um, <laughs> and then he's on TV, and he and he's just he's struggling. He's always struggling. He never gets any better. Never gets any worse. You know what he, you're going to get with him. And then he has a match against literally any opponent from the great Kali to Leon Ruff. And it's awesome. Every single match that he has, he it's got to be confounding for people who book him. Cause you're like, we can't center our company around him because he, he can't promote a match, but you got to have him on the show every week. That's, that's very, very true. Sal, any thoughts on all this? Um, I mean, I don't see them having Julius stay and Brutus leave, so I'm going to assume Julius is going to win. I, I think Julius is winning this match as well. I would tell you, though, I'm interested in the storyline if it doesn't go that way. <laughs> I'm really interested <laughs> in how the story goes. Um, but I just don't see it happening, though. That's the thing. I just don't see it happening. Oh, let's move on to the Weapons Wild match. It is Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Um by the way, so, okay, again, watching NXT, AEW at the same time on Tuesday. <laughs> I have to call, I have to call that out of this one. So, I relayed to him what's going on on NXT to him while I'm watching AEW, because it doesn't have two screens, we have two screens here. So, I'm relaying to him what's going on, especially because we're doing this show this week, and we're talking NXT. Um, he doesn't like Core Jade, which is fine. I, I have zero issues <laughs> with that. But my favorite part was, I say, it's Roxanne versus Rhea. And he's like, kill her! Talking about Rhea to Roxanne. Like, what the hell is your problem with Roxanne Perez? What the hell is your problem with Roxanne? Like, who can hate Roxanne Perez? Like, what the hell? Like, it was so weird. <laughs> but anyway, this is the feud that never ends. It is Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Roxanne's got to win this match at this point. This feud's got to end. This feud has to fucking end. <laughs> Yay. Kelly. Yeah, that is funny to have uh, that reaction because, like, Roxanne's like a stained glass window. Like, <laughs> who wants to see that get kicked in? Um, yeah, I is Roxy is she's she came in with a lot of hype that I to this point am still kind of waiting to see it really paid off. I think she's doing fine. I think she's a thousand times better than any 19, 20 year old should be, but. She's still got a lot of stuff to work on. Uh, some in the ring, footing, timing, and uh, a lot on the mic. Um, I can agree with that. I can agree with that with Roxanne, 100%. <laughs> yep. Cora, similar deal. Um, I, I like the uh, the heel um, moveset she's kind of created. I, I like a lot more of what she's doing in the ring. And she has she's improved on the mic, but she's improving extremely slowly. Um, she's, she's getting somewhere, but she still kind of sounds a little sing song, a little rehearsed. Um, I just want to get where it sounds effortless and it's been long enough. And as somebody who 
has done a lot of acting and went to school for it when you see somebody for two three years kind of and they're still sort of at that same level you know they've peaked you know they've kind of have peaked and i hope that i'm wrong i hope that somebody can get in her ear and keep working with her um but i think we've seen about the best version of cora jade that we're going to see even though somebody backstage definitely believes on her believes in her on another level and the first time i saw her the first match that i saw Cora Jade wrestle on NXT was she enhanced somebody and I don't remember who and it doesn't matter but I was like I can't wait to see more of Cora Jade but I kind of had seen a pretty big percentage of what she really is capable of and uh and that bums me out oh uh, I will say by the way about Roxanne I actually said when she came to WWE like she's a good wrestler this is the best place for her to go to improve her mic skills this is by far the best place for her to go. And I said that, like, that's literally her biggest downfall. And she is so young where now she has the time to be in the right place to get that up. Like, that, then that's your biggest downfall and you're in the company to do it. It's great. And she's not even bad. She's not terrible. But she could always be better. And I'm glad she's here to improve that. Um, Dad, who wins this? I, I gotta go with Roxanne. Only because... When Cora Jade made her quote unquote heel turn, I just think it was believable. Why do you think quote unquote it was a heel turn? Like, why do you think like, it was a fake heel turn? She threw a belt in the trash. Because I, didn't, like... I didn't believe her. Nothing she does is believable. <laughs> I don't believe that Stop. she pulled off the heel persona. I really don't. I mean, when you when you see that, it's like, huh? What? Huh? Now I'm confused. You know, At least to me, to me, it's like two sisters. Having a fight over one boyfriend. Okay, no, it's it's two so-called. If you want to go, quote unquote, best friends fighting, even though their best friendship was like maybe improvised over like three weeks of television. <laughs> but it, it's 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 not. She's not pulling it off as a believable persona. It's not, and and that's why you got to go with with Roxanne. But I do uh, I do believe that Roxanne just needs a little. More seasoning mm-hmm. by she's so young. trainers. She's so young, like <laughs> before before she's able to make that leap onto the main roster. Well, like Kelly said, she is so young and so good already. She's only going to get better. Get better the yeah. in the ring. I I want to see a massive amount of improvement on the mic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm actually going to pick Cora Jade in this match. Okay. Um, I uh, like for as much work as Cora Jade needs as a character. I actually think Roxy needs quite a bit more. Um, I don't know a lot about who she's supposed to be. And I think that a loss could help define her and create a journey for her a lot more than a win could. Okay. Let's move on to the NXT North American Championship ladder match. I feel like it's a tradition. We must have a ladder match at least once or twice a year on an NXT show. It's almost like uh, maybe we must have a multi-man exclusion match on a TNA hate review. Uh, I mean, Intimate Wrestling hate review. Same mentality here. But I always love their ladder matches for North American Championship. The reason we're, but the reason the belt title is vacant, for those who don't remember, um, Carmella Hayes lost the belt to, surprisingly, Sol Sokoa. And then Shawn Michaels made the ruling that because he was supposed to be a fan-voted match and Wesley was actually voted in, but then he was jumped by Carmelo and Trick. And the Sol Sokoa came out. He was not the selected person. In the match, so the title match, the title change didn't count, even though he defended the belt on SmackDown. 
Um, <laughs> it didn't count. So now it's vacant. Um, that's where we are. It's a weird way of getting here, but it's where we are. The match is Carmelo Hayes versus Aramenza versus Wesley versus Von Wagner versus Nathan Fraser. Um, this is going to be... Von Wagner's literally there just to be this, like, the NXT version of Kane who just grabs, comes kind of people. That's pretty much what he's here for. There's no other reason for him to be in this match. I was wondering that too. I'm like, yeah, that's why he's here. Someone, someone has to catch people. <laughs> At this point. Um... Nathan Frazier, by the way, I just want to throw out there, his feud, his, not feud, his, um, the best two out of three falls, two out of three falls, just because I can't talk tonight. I'm running out of, I'm running out of energy. The, yeah. Best of three series, I got Thank your you. back. Best you of go. three series. With man. Axiom, with yeah. Axiom. Nathan Thank you. Fraser my brain is, my brain, my brain is yes. like fried right now. That feud, that whole thing was fantastic. Like, I thought that, right. that was a fantastic, that third match was amazing. Like, if you have not seen that match, go out of your way. That match was great. Mm-hmm. Here we are, ladder match. Kelly, go ahead. <laughs> and those two have wrestled a lot because uh, because they're both Brits. They both came from NXT UK, and Axiom was previously known as A Kid, and uh, and wrestled a lot of matches there. So, oh, before I forget, they, I just um, need to know. Um, Christian has a crush on both of you guys, and he was so upset when they put a mask on A Kid. He was so damn upset because oh, he had a massive hand, crush on him. <laughs> handsome dude. Sometimes <laughs> handsome dudes got to go under the mask hey, to yeah, uh, continue to get to the next level. Um, yeah, I, I love the way they have built this. I like qualifying matches for ladder matches. They always work on me. Um, I, I love Von Wagner being in this match. I really think that he brings, uh, an extra, like, he's not going to win this at all, (laughs) but like he brings in an extra, um, air of danger for everybody else and he also like from a story t- uh telling standpoint if you want to have just a couple guys pair off you just have von wagner flatten a couple of the other guys um and then of course you'll have that segment later in the match where all four of the smaller guys team up on him break him through the table and then von wagner's out of the match that is what's going to happen to him so i i think that that yeah. all can work and then after that you can have him beat up Mr. Stone, and that'll be funny too. Hey, I'll take so, that. <laughs> um, and then you, uh, I, I, I really like Oro Mensa. I, I liked him in NXT UK. He was under a different name that I'm not remembering. Um, but I, but I dug what he was doing over there too. And uh, this though is this is built for Wesley. I think that this entire match exists to put over Wesley to get him to the next level. Um, And it'll probably be just Wes and Carmelo at the end. I'm a sucker for the finish that has all five guys involved. That, I mean, that's fun. They do that uh, kind of, they, they overdo that, let's say at money in the bank. But, um, but I really want to see two people fighting it out at the end. And I think it's going to be Wesley and Carmelo Hayes and, I think this is how you really put Lee over is to have him do that, have that moment, have trick interfere, have him still get trick out of the way and overcome Carmelo Hayes. Wesley is winning this. I'm putting a hundred percent on this. This is your lock of the week. Um, Oliver Carter, by the way, the name you're looking for. Thank uh, you. I looked, I looked it up real fast while you were talking. <laughs> 
Um, I was actually leading between Wesley and Nathan Frazier, personally. I, I love your idea, Wesley, because I actually write the storyline makes the most sense. Because he's had the feud with Carmelo and with Trick this whole time. I like, will say it, it that coming sense. out of this, people are going to talk about Fraser oh, on a different level. I guarantee it. I guarantee uh, coming it out of this too. match. Yep. Oh, but yeah, I think I'm actually with you. I like the Wesley idea. I could I with leaning anyway. Um, especially because he has been feuding with Hayes and Tricks for a while now. So it doesn't make sense for him to beat them in this match. It makes it works really well. Dad? I, I see Wesley winning his match, but I see the final two being Wesley and Asian Frazier. I can see that too. And, I can see that and, too. <laughs> and, um, you know, Wes is going to overcome this and and get the belt. Uh, I think Von Wagner's spot here, I kind of look at him as a Baron Corbett NXT person, where you have him there, he's tall, he's got the thing, but he doesn't have that it factor yet. He doesn't have that charisma. And you use him like a, like a, a Baron Corbin. In NXT, that type of situation. If the Barry Corbin had charisma in NXT, I don't know what happened to him, but he had charisma in NXT. <laughs> he absolutely did fucking not. I know, he I'm had joking. no charisma in NXT. No, no, Kelly, I totally set you up. Um, I didn't even talk about it eight years back. I totally oh set you up. <laughs> totally set you up. Oh, I hated him then. He's got so much more now. I know, yeah, I was joking. They, I was joking. Yeah. I was totally set you up. Do, I purpose. <laughs> but they both do a, uh, a cane thing where the joke is, for me, that they are the unbeatable monster that everybody beats there you go that, that, makes, that's, sense. that makes sense that's basically what they that makes sense there you go that works i'm sally you agree with wesley or picking somebody if it's fun yeah i was kind of thinking wesley because i mean why not <laughs> fair enough that's fair enough this is gonna be a hell of a match though i'm looking forward to this match because it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> all right let's move on we have the two main title matches that are on the poster uh nxt women's championship it is mandy rose versus alba fire Mandy Rose, I just looked it up. She will be hitting one year with the belt on Wednesday. <laughs> um, yes. On Wednesday, after this show. So, if oh. they want her to go the full year, she has to win this match. I am not picking her to win this match, though, because I have a feeling that they might be pulling, calling, calling cops and crack up to the main roster soon, which is why Tocqueville was in the tournament and everything else, bringing the three of them up to the main roster. Um, so I think Alba Fire is winning, but I just wanted to throw that out there so everybody knows how close she is to a year. Um, Kelly. Okay. So whenever I talk about Mandy Rose, I'm so a year ago, I felt about Mandy Rose, how I do about Nikita Lyons now, <laughs> but, but Mandy Rose know? has at times, won me over she has had her moments i i think she's i can't say this nicely so i'll just say it i think she's pretty dumb and <laughs> like she's she's delivered lines where i'm like i see how that line was written for her but she didn't <laughs> understand it so she kind of said it wrong like there was a time where the line was now let's go out and party like only we can and she didn't understand what that line was so she said Let's go out and party like only we can. And I'm like, that that doesn't, that's not where you put the stress. The <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted to destroy my TV so badly. But, um, <laughs> but she has, I think, gotten to be where 
I, I think she's kind of an old school heel. She's kind of a throwback wrestling heel, denying you what you want to see, slowing things down, doing a lot of things like that, where I actually have kind of looked forward to these. And, um, and she has genuinely made me want to feel a way during the match where I'm really looking forward to the baby face overcoming. I think the biggest thing they're working against here is the NXT incel crowd uh, cheering for Mandy when it's clear she's doing everything she has. Like she has earned the heel heat that should be coming her way. Yep. She has done, she has put in so much work to get in that heel heat and she deserves it. Um, and, and it's frustrating that they're not giving it to her just because they look at her and see it and feel a certain way. Um, I don't know how this, it's so hard to predict a Mandy match because sometimes she's at her best. And sometimes she, the difference between Mandy's best matches and worst matches is very, very wide. Somebody like Alba fire. She goes out there and she can sleep, sleepwalker her way to uh two and a half stars, even if they only give her five minutes. Um, she's very, very, very good. I think that this is where Mandy's opponent wins. But the main reason I feel that way is because I think it's time to get Mandy and toxic attraction to the main roster and right. bolster the women's division. I, I, like I said, I agree with a hundred percent dad. Yeah. I see elbow fire coming on top of this one because it, like you guys saying, I think they're going to put toxic attraction on the main roster. However, where would you put them, Raw or SmackDown? Because on Raw, you've got Bailey's faction. But technically, yeah. technically they're on both shows, technically. <laughs> so, I mean, would you take Toxic Traction and put them on SmackDown? That's that's where I've continued putting them in my head. Um, and that's and where Toxic Traction reason... was, too. That's where they were, too, but they, before they got hurt. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I saw that. Like I said, I, I see that happening, and Alba Fire getting the <clears throat> championship, and let's see what happens after that. Let's see where it goes. Sal, are you agreeing with us, or are you doing different? Um, y'all need to put some respect on her damn name. Stop and it. I'm going. With, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going with Mandy Rose, and we're gonna hit the year, and then maybe she'll drop it in December or whatever. I can't believe you said that. I cannot believe you said that. And if you were gonna say that, you should put the stress on the wrong words. Put <laughs> some respect on her damn name. <laughs> That's perfect. And, 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 perfect. and you're going to party like only we can? Oh, my God. All right. Let's get to our main event. It is um, NXT Championship. It is Broadbreaker taking Ilya Dragunov, taking JD McDonough, or JD McDougal. You were right the first time. But you got it. Rocked me up. I'm not going to lie. That cracked me up. Um, Jimmy Neutron? Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> we are so tired. We're getting loopy. We're getting loopy over here. Jimmy Neutron on the, uh, on the show preview. We're Oh my god, we're getting, we're getting for no reason. <laughs> anyway, um, and for some reason in the background is Austin Theory with somebody in the bank case. I don't know why, but he's in the background of this. Um, one thing I do want to say, um, me and Mandy decided to watch, we were catching up on them, um, we were bored, and we were watching Tale for three, 
and we were catching up on things, and we watched the Steiner episode. And I loved Rick Rick Steiner literally saying, so why aren't you Braun Steiner? <laughs> why aren't you? Like, that made no. me laugh. That, that made me laugh. Um, so that made, I, I just throw that out there. I, this is going to be a good match. I, I'm, I just don't know where to go with this one. That, that's the problem I'm having with this one. The, they said on television the last time Braun was in a triple threat match, he lost the belt to Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> the last time he defended in a triple threat. So is that where we're going with this? Or he's going to lose his belt without being pinned again? Kelly, what do you think? They have done a really good job with this feud um, and giving an issue between all three of them. The way they got there with Braun and Ilya was pretty stupid, where it's just like face miscommunication. Guy accidentally hits guy, and then Braun attacks him back because he's dumb. But no, no, no. Um, it's perfect because he's a Steiner. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I know, and that's what I said. That's what I've said on my podcast. I'm like, he's a Steiner, so you can get away with just saying like, well, he's he's a dummy. I mean, he he really is. Um, but I think they've done a really good job of building a sub problems within these problems i also just like the way this has been shot where they had the thing with braun and Ilya at the end of the show and they had uh, jd mcdonough in the crowd and they just zoom on him and he's slowly clapping with no smile on his face uh just mocking the proceedings um like he's going to pick the bones at this show i think this is headed for oh it's always so hard with nxt but if I have to say it right now, and I do, because that's what we're doing, I'm going to say McDonough wins, sets up a singles feud with Ilya, and Braun moves on. Um, I don't know what more I expect Braun to work on, what I expect him to get better on. I think that he is, I hate to say this, he's a Steiner. He's peaked on the mic. He's... <laughs> He's doing everything he can. Like what I say on the show is you throw him out there. You pray he doesn't mispronounce words. That's what you want from a Or do math. Okay. Yes. So by oh, the way, God. thank you, Sal. Sal, oh, Sal, Sal. God, you Sal. were not here. You were not here that week. I still have the clip. I thought I deleted the clip. I still have this. This is from a couple weeks ago. I believe we had Tom Holly who on the show that week. <coughs> um, but I maybe played this on the show. So real fast. I got, I'll help you out. I'm the NXT champion. You're the number one contender. You never lost your championship. So the way that I see it, if my math is correct, which it always is, you have a 33 and a third percent chance of winning. <laughs> Love the callback. Love that he did. One, two, three. I say we make this match a triple. Okay. Sorry, continue. Sorry about that. Sorry, yeah, Sal, you missed that. We opened the show with that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think I, I also think Braun has had his moments on the mic where um he said the first time I got into a match like this, it was because I uh because I'm a hothead, second time because of my first time because of my pride, second time because of my temper. But this time, um I'm gonna finish this because uh because of what I want to do to you, he said to um to JD McDonough. And I think that he has found, I think Braun's found a gear that works for him. As long as they don't just say, Hey, yell every single syllable you say, um, as, as long as that uh, he doesn't go all eighties all the time. Um, 
I actually think that he can be somewhat special. I don't think he is now, but I think he can be. Uh, JD and Ilya are more special now, even though they don't have the same peak as Braun Breaker would if he could just do what they could do from a character standpoint. But um, I'm choosing JD McDonough in this match, but I'm going to say he's got a 33 and two thirds chance of winning. <laughs> that's how close, that's how close I think this is. I see what you did there. God. Um, yeah, I, I think Braun's going to lose this one and he'll get called up to the main roster. But I see Ilya coming off with the belt and having a few with McDonough. Uh, Braun comes up on the main roster and if they kind of keep refined, I think he'll do well on, on SmackDown. Or Because I don't think you want to put him on Raw now that the, you know, Brock is back. So have you noticed he's putting everybody on SmackDown? Have you noticed that tonight? Everybody's going to SmackDown. I, I'm trying to load the SmackDown <laughs> roster because it's just funny I to me. Everyone's going to SmackDown. Half the show is half the show is. You got to remember that half the show is bloodline. You can't put everybody Roman. on SmackDown. <laughs> Roman needs opponents, man. You got to put everybody on SmackDown first. You, you, the bloodlines got to What was that? The, the, the bloodlines got to lose sometime. What was that, Sal? I said he's also a Raw champion. He can fucking go to Raw too. True, that's true. Even though we forget that sometimes, <laughs> we do forget that. Sal, who's winning? Uh, Dragonoff. I-, I was actually leaning toward Dragonoff as well. Actually, that's actually where I was going. But I do. You like know, it's funny. To- Dragonoff is—he's another one who's like a top five wrestler for me. And uh, but I'm not picking him here. Um, I think McDonough McDonough wins to sets up uh, set up something with Dragonoff. Fair enough, fair enough. Either way, look at it. We're going to have some fun with this main event. The, yes. the, the, the match that sticks out with me at Dragonoff is him and, and Gunther. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, oh was, that, God. That was Both that of them. Both of them. Oh, go watch those. Okay, Anybody you know what's funny about that? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll end it here. I said this on the show back when the second um, Gunther Dragonoff. It was the first one. But the first one was NXT UK. The second one was on the TakeOver special. The first one. I did not watch Lemon NXT UK during the pandemic. I just didn't watch it because it was no crowd. I just didn't have the interest in watching another show with no crowd. I went out of my way to watch that match. <laughs> I went out of my way because I was like, okay, I got to watch this despite the fact there's no crowd. Jeez. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm losing my voice. So we should really wrap up. <laughs> um, let's hit this. Sal, what are we closing the show with? Yeah, I, I heard this somewhere. I don't remember. The uh, guy's name's Hugo, and it's his cover of Jay-Z's 99 Problems. Sure, why not? Why the hell yeah. not? Um, so I'll take it away. Yeah, for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, go to blakeyselcher.com, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, and leave a comment, radio review, or read our show. <laughs> that was his impersonation of Excalibur. Did, um, did you put the emphasis on the right word? Uh, man, man, that was his impersonation of Man with the Mask. Scrumptious, scrumptious man. Was it scrumptious man candy? Dad, do you think? Go. Always, it's been your pleasure. As you can see, I'm having great time with these wonderful guys. Wow. Uh, and 
if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live at, please patronize these people. You're going to be amazed on these young men and, men and women who are able to come up in the world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and what they can do and how they can entertain you. And they want to go for that brass ring. So please patronize these organizations, but do it safely. And don't act like a jerk when you're at these matches and have to get escorted out. It doesn't sit well with it. You might go viral. Squirted off? <laughs> I think out. I think he went for out. I think he was going for out. <laughs> I'm getting loopy. Yes. <laughs> Squirted out. Ay, ay, ay. Um, Emphasis on the wrong word. Unless, unless you're going to go viral. I'm Kelly. Yeah. Point away. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the title of the show, I believe, is going to be Axiom Equals Scrumptious Man Candy. And the main, <laughs> the main reason I say from. that is because I don't want it to say to be Nikita Lyons fucking sucks <laughs> because I might not be able to fight the wave after that one. I'm Kelly Wells and you can find me on social media at Spooky Milk or at SpookyMilk.Games. You can find me on uh, Pro Wrestling Torch um, and on Twitter I will occasionally respond to you about uh, wrestling. I will also talk to you about uh, pro basketball games I'm going to and stuff that is essentially banal and I'm I, I, I apologize for my entire Twitter existence because it will add nothing to your life. But follow me anyway. I love you all. <laughs> okay, I, I have to say, I've had a rough, crazy work week. I needed this show. I have a lot to start all week. <laughs> all hey, I got week. a title for it. I needed this The this Lion week. Sucks Tonight. I needed this tonight. <sighs> the all Lion right. Sucks Tonight. Okay, that's not bad. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that all being said, let's get out of here. Thank you, Kelly. As always, this is a great time. Um... Next week, as I said, would be a special episode of Pucks and Polish. Mandy and me are going to sit down and talk about all the stuff that's going on with the book. I know I am. And plucking an upcoming appearance that's really, really fun and exciting. So tune in next week for that. <sighs> Let's get out of here. I really am losing my voice. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, everyone. Just be nice to each other so we can have a better world to live in, please. That's all I ask. Thank you so very much. Goodbye, and good night. Bye.